is Christian Questions. Corey Ten Boone once said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christian Questions Talk Radio with a Purpose with Jonathan and Rick. This isn't your typical Christian commentary. We love talking with our audience, and we promise to never talk at you like so many talk shows do today. This is a conversation about biblical topics as we look at them from a different perspective. And Rick, that perspective is based on godly principles, family values, honest dialogue, all in a politically free zone. Jonathan, the best part is this. We talk and you listen, and then you talk and we listen. You can also contact us at our website, ChristianQuestions.com. I'm Rick. And I'm Jonathan. And we're glad you've chosen to spend some time with us on this fine Sunday morning. And Jonathan, what is our topic today? Rick, our question is, what are you worried about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, have we got a story to tell you. (laughs) Oh, yes. And then our theme text comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 27. And who of you being worried can add a single hour to his life? So, we're looking at, we're talking about worry, and we all worry and get anxious at times. Well, if we are people of faith, I mean, if we are really people of faith, then shouldn't that faith override our worry? The answer is, the answer is that in an ideal situation, yes, faith always wins. (laughs) Ha ha, in an ideal situation, we (laughs) have said. (laughs) Unfortunately, the vast majority of us have not developed our faith that fully yet. (sighs) (laughs) The good news is, Jesus knew this ahead of time and taught us how to cope with worry and anxiety. So folks, stay with us. The worry doctor is in, and his name is Jesus. All right. You know, I tease you about being the love doctor all the time, but this is the worry doctor. He's in, and he, (laughs) he really does know what he's doing. I'm glad he does. So we are looking at the subject of worry. And, and Jonathan, actually, this topic was suggested by a listener, actually in upstate New York. Oh, okay. So he's an online listener, and uh, he had emailed. We sort of established somewhat of a, a relationship, and he emailed and said, you know, my wife and I worry about a lot of stuff, and could you do a program on worry? So, uh, yes, we can. And it was interesting because as, we, as I looked back through the archives, we've never really done a program Focusing specifically on worry. Good question. It is. So we're glad that the question came up. And uh, here is the, 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 the Christian Questions Bible study on worry. And folks, if you have a thought about worry and how worry affects your life, we'd love to hear from you at 866-985-4255. Toll free, 866 for all We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. And stay connected to Rick and I at ChristianQuestions.com, no matter the day or time. Well, Rick, this morning started off quite interesting, didn't it? Yeah, it gave us something to worry about, actually, because <laughs> we got to the studio. We usually get here at 6.30 and, and, you know, to get in early and all of that. And the code on the door wouldn't work. We couldn't get in. We couldn't get into the studio. No one told us they changed it. <laughs> so we're outside frantically calling people, trying to find somebody. Waking them up That's on a Sunday right. morning. That's right. And uh, finally somebody was able to help us, obviously, because here we are. But that was a good little test, wasn't it? It sure was. All right, let's get started with this. Keys to understanding and overcoming worry. And let's begin with where is worry focused? And and here's the thing, Jonathan. There are different sources of worry and anxiety in our lives. Sometimes we worry and are anxious over things that are legitimately vital to human uh, human life and well-being. Sure. Okay, these are things that are Mm -hmm, need-oriented. And you can see certainly how we attach ourselves to worry about those things. Oh, yeah. Then... 
there's the, 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 the different kind of worrying, worrying and being anxious over things that may be more frivolous and want-oriented in our lives. And that's a huge difference. There is a huge difference. Oh, man, if I only had a 60-inch TV instead of a 48, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, that's, that, that we can look at today. Okay, yeah, there's a different kind of thing there. That's a want. Then, of course, there is the worry about those things which are absolutely out of our control. You know, what if, what if there's an earthquake? Well, look, that's out of your control. You, yes. You can't, you can't control that. So fortunately, though, Jesus teaches us how to handle all three of these types of worries, and that is great news, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Uh, let's get started, though, by just looking at some of the physiology, if you will, of worry. We're going to listen to Dr. Bill Crawford for a moment. Um, uh, we found this on YouTube under the heading of, uh, Is My Anxiety Making Me Anxious? <laughs> and like, oh dear, is it? Oh no, what do I do if it is? What should I do? Let's listen. The problem is when we get anxious, and when this situation is not a fight or flight situation. See, if we're in a fight or flight situation and we get anxious, that helps us either fight it or run away from it. But in life, when we're dealing with traffic and deadlines and difficult people and or a thought about ourselves that maybe we're not enough or some fear of being rejected or abandoned or failing in some ways, that also triggers the exact same chemical. But because we're not in a fight or flight, fight situation, the chemical ex- itself starts to become the problem. We become more anxious based on the chemicals of anxiety. That then starts to trigger a new reaction. Uh Uh-oh, now I'm getting anxious about my anxiety. All right, so uh, the, 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 the key here is that <clears throat> what Dr. Bill Crawford was saying is that this, there's these chemicals that are released uh, when we begin to worry. And once we begin to worry, one of the big problems with it is we start to worry about the fact that we're worrying. <laughs> oh, great. Well, and you think about that, and, and that, that plays into, the, into, into so many people's lives because so many of us worry about so many things. And so when it's a we, distraction. And not only is it a distraction, though, but it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. It's one of those things where once you start to get into it, it's like when your your tires are in a in a in a in a muddy rut. Yeah. And you say, okay, I want to get out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna gun it. And, well, and you, you start know spinning those tires, happen. and what's going to happen is you're going to get deeper and deeper. Yep. And worry is the gunning of your mind, if you will, that sinks your 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 being deeper and deeper into the muddy rut of worry. Well, that sounds poetic, doesn't it? <laughs> Again, folks, it if does. you have a thought, it's 866-985-4255. Toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. And the conversation continues online at ChristianQuestions.com. Contact us there with your questions or comments. Also, interact with us on our Facebook and our always updated blog. So, ChristianQuestions.com. So, so, Jonathan, let's take a look at a, a scripture that identifies three areas of our life which cause us to be anxious. This is a great scripture. We've used it many times before. And it really gives you a sense of things to, to sort of key in on and understand worry. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away, and also its lust, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. So, these three areas, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful 
pride of life can be both need and want based. Okay, for example, a desire of the flesh can be food when hungry, or a desire of the flesh can be wanting to take a six-week cruise. <laughs> now, you can argue that I need that six-week cruise, but I would submit to you, you don't need it like you need food to feed yourself every day. Right. So, they can be both need or want-based, and the key is understanding how it all works. So, Jonathan, there are actually basic keys to understanding worry, and we found these keys actually in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34, which is really the, the set of scriptures we're going to be focusing on for this program, Matthew six nineteen to 34. So, so this is Jesus, the worry doctor, giving us advice. Is that right? Right. And remember, this is Matthew 6. This is shortly after he, he teaches us how to pray. Mm-hmm. He gives us the Lord's Prayer, and he puts a lot of things in order and in perspective, talks about forgiveness giving one another how important that is and then he comes to this section of scripture so what's the first key to uh understanding uh worry observe where your worry focuses its attention all right so you need to observe and when i say you i say me we need to observe where our worry focuses its attention what is our worry focusing on what is it exactly that we are worried about and this is a worry test and see, these keys that Jesus brings us are worry tests. And this one actually relate, relates to the previous scripture from 1 John 2, the desires of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it, 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 has, it, it has a very strong correlation. So, is our worry and anxiety focused on things like money, family, the present, the future, health, all of these things? And for, right. <laughs> for a lot of us, it's, yeah, every, all of the above, and uh-huh. I can add a few. Yep. Okay, so let's look at Matthew six nineteen to 34. Let's just start with verses 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, that last line that Jesus spoke there as the worry doctor, He that la- read verse 21 again, because that's a powerful line. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what Jesus is saying is, the focus of your worry is the essence of your treasure. Mm. Now that speaks volumes, and for a lot of us, that's not necessarily good news. No, that's true. Because what this is saying is, we are going to worry about those things that are most important to us. One simple scripture I was thinking of along these lines, owe no man anything, the advice that we receive Mm -hmm. in, in God's word. So... If we have major debt, think how much anxiety goes with that. Right. You know, and if we keep ourselves in a a good condition financially where there's leeway and room, where there's space from debt to having money, how much that'll take off the anxiety level. Well, and... and that's a that's a good very practical example because many people are worried about their finances and look you know it's rightfully so that those things should be on our radar radar and we should be concerned the question is should we go as far as to worry mm, should good. we go as far as to have anxiety over things and that's really what we want to get to in our discussion this morning so uh, before we go any further Jonathan let's go to another soundbite here uh, this is a very short soundbite from Sai Fu <laughs> okay look that's what it says. <laughs> I, I just read the thing. It's from actually nature.com. What they did is they interviewed several uh, people who are very, very uh, uh, science-oriented and asked them, well, what do you worry about? So here, here's one scientist giving his perspective on what he worries about. I'm worried about synthetic biology getting out of control. That is someone creating a novel organism they don't fully understand, and then it does something disastrous to the environment. 
Okay, so synthetic biology getting out of control. Now, that's something I woke up this morning and said, gee, you know, I'm so concerned that synthetic biology won't get out of, will get out of control. And what is that? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. Because that's where his field of expertise is, he sees the danger of taking that field of expertise a step way too far. Ah, okay. So, and, and, and that gives us an example of, I'm not saying his worry is not legitimate, what we're saying is that we've got so many different levels of worry depending on who we are and what it is that we are focused on in our lives. So l- let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 3, because this helps us to put some, some worry uh, in, in, in our treasure, if you will, in, in perspective. Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, it's a, it, this is a great scripture because it says, okay, if you have been raised up with Christ. So, really, let me translate. If you really believe you are a true Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. A, and there's a big there's if. There's the context. Right. And there's the big if that the apostle is putting in place. He's saying, if that's the case, then what should you do? This is the second verse. You should set your mind on things that are above and not our things, on things that are on the, the earth. So what the apostle is telling us is, he's saying, here, here's a hint. Here's how to handle your everyday life. Don't worry about the things on the earth, but set your focus on the things above. Hey, what about if we worry about the things above? You know, look, look. You know, it was such a nice equation until you messed it up. But hey, oh, we're not good enough. We're not worthy to follow in Jesus' footsteps. Oh, let's just whip ourselves in the back, beat ourselves like they did in the the olden days that, oh, we're no good, we're no good. That's spiritually. So so what you're saying is we can take the concept of worry and apply it on any plane. Exactly. Even to the most noble and wonderful things in life. You got it. And so how do you cope with that? Well... That's why we're talking about worry because there's a lot. Of, we haven't really answered any questions yet. All we've done is identify a few things here. And the, the big point from this, out, this, this segment is the focus of your worry is the essence of your treasure. Now we have to get into, well, how do you solve the problem? How do you solve the issue? How do you put it in perspective? This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? Coming up, can we be a faithful Christian if our focus is on both God and wealth? Are we setting ourselves up to fail? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? To be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now in our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And Jonathan, it is comical this morning. Folks, <laughs> look, we couldn't get into the radio station this morning because the, the codes on the outside of the building were changed and we didn't get the notice on that. And now our backup recording thing just shut off. <laughs> it's like, what are we worried about? What are we worried hey, about? not to worry, not to worry. So, Jonathan, the, really the key is with worry, we have things in life that we're supposed to be concerned about. Yes. And they're legitimate. And we're not saying, okay, don't be concerned about those things. Those are being responsible. But don't cross the bridge to worry. There is a difference between being concerned and being worried. And what we want to do is focus on the words of Jesus in Matthew 6 to help us understand the difference between those two things. So, 
as we go through that now, let's take a look at, uh, w- the first key was to observe wor- where your worry focuses its attention. All right, now, Jonathan, there, there, there's some points here that I think are, are, are absolutely profound in helping us to put our worry in the right context. God's love for us is expressed in many ways and on many levels. When we worry and are anxious, it is wise to feel God's expressions of his love toward us, which are his collective signature upon the human race. Say what? God signed the work of the creating the human race. That's okay. what I'm saying. All right. Okay. He put his signature because remember he created all of creation, mm-hmm. and then he said, "Now let us make man in our image, after our likeness, okay. and, and let him have dominion." So, what is the signature of God? Not just the proclamation of God, but the signature of God on us as human beings. Because if we understand his signature upon us, it helps us to ease the worry. Because you can really say, God's got this. Okay? All right. So God's signature relating to our desires of our flesh. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. So here, God is saying through Isaiah, come let us reason together. Now, one of the chief desires of, of, of humankind is to be acknowledged. Everybody wants to be acknowledged for who they are, sure. for, for what they do. And everyone is unique. Right. Now, because we're created in God's image, we can understand the depth of his love through reason and not only be acknowledged, but forgiven by our Creator. This is the signature of God upon our lives. What other creation on this earth has the ability to reason, and then to reason with God, and to be forgiven for our sins from God through Jesus? We're it. It makes us special. No matter who you are, you are special in the sight of God. So why worry? And that's the point. It's okay to be concerned. But take the signature of God upon your life and and realize that it is a very real, real part of how all of this works. Now, um, as we go through the the whole concept on worry, there's uh, one of the things, Jonathan, to me that's important is to learn to laugh. I like that. To learn to smile because through our worries, if we don't laugh and we don't smile, uh, we're going to be... Overly uh, overbaked <laughs> in terms of work. <laughs> so, before we get to the second key, let's realize that the, to fight any battle in our lives, the state of our mind is of critical importance. Personally, like I said, one of the tools I continually, continually use in my own life to fight worry and anxiety is laughter. I love to laugh. I find that if I can smile and laugh a bit, I can be more mentally tuned for the challenge. So, for the next 30 seconds or so, here's to smiling and here's to laughing. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. There you go. Profound words of wisdom. Oh, I love it. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. 
It's okay to be concerned, but when we cross the bridge to worry, things become out of control. Folks, if you have a thought, it's 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. And if you're worrying about not having the transcript to our program, it's okay. Go to ChristianQuestions.com. Sign up for CQ Rewind, the full edition, and you'll have every scripture and every concept that Jesus teaches us in Matthew 6 on how to solve this issue of worry. CQ Rewind is only available at ChristianQuestions.com. You can sign up there. It's a free service. And uh, the the rewind from this past week, Jonathan, is like unbelievable because uh, what Julie did, we, we had Chris Neptinsky with us yes. talking about Israel and uh, their, their, their part in God's plan. And he had so much information. <laughs> she, and she managed to put all of his information in and, and most of it, I would say most of it we didn't talk about. That's right. But it's in CQ Rewind. So you want to sign up for the full edition. It's a great, great tool to use. Only at ChristianQuestions.com. The second key for worry, Jonathan, what is the second key? The first one was to observe where your worry focuses attention. And remember, because where your worry is, that is where your treasure is. That's right. The second key, Rick, is test your eyesight to give you insight. And again, these are keys of understanding worry. In the second hour, we're going to get into keys of, of, of dealing with worry. But you've got to understand it before you can, you, you can deal with it. You, know, you have to diagnose it, so to speak. And this second key is our worry test relating to the desires of the, desire of the eyes. The lust of the eyes. Right, yes, yes. Right. Remember the lust of the eye, yeah. lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Right. And let's get into... Um, and th- th- Jonathan, this was a great, great talk given by Andy Stanley from NorthPointMinistries.com. He was talking about worry, and he said some very profound things in terms of understanding how worry works. Jesus says that the things that you are most devoted to fuel the things and parallel the things or thing that you worry about the most. In other words, the thing you worry about the most is the thing you are most devoted to. The thing you are most devoted to will determine what you worry about the most. Now, we don't think that way because worry is so emotional. We try to deal with worry in the realm of just pure emotion. Jesus says, I would like to take away the mystery of worry. Let me explain it to you. And that's what he's doing in Matthew chapter 6. Where's your focus? Right. And see, here's the thing, Jonathan. If, 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 and, and folks, if you worry about what I'm going to talk about, I'm apologizing. I'm not meaning to step on your toes personally, but if you're... Just obsessed with how you look, okay? Well, you know, you've got to look, ju- everything's got to be just perfect. That's where your greatest treasure is. Ooh, selfishness. <laughs> well, and, 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 well and, and it's kind of like a vanity thing. And oftentimes, our deepest worries, when we analyze them, are around how we are perceived to those around us. And we need to be able to put those things in their right perspective. So let's go back to Matthew chapter 6 and hear what Jesus, the worry doctor, has to tell us about putting worry in perspective. The eye is the lamp of the body, so then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. So you have Jesus, the worry doctor, telling us, okay, um, we have what you see, what you focus on is really important to how you're going to live your life. Right. And then he says at the end, you cannot serve God and wealth. God and mammon is what's in the, in the King James Version. 
And the word for mammon is, 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 is kind of like things and accumulation and all of that. But all things are bad in this world. Well, and see, that's the point. Okay. Right? We, we, I mean, you can go to a baseball game, football game, go on vacations, collect things, you know, your house, uh, your children. How about worrying about college and schooling and jobs and cars? All of these things that we have to deal with every day. And the point here is Jesus is, and as we develop the, the, the thinking of, of Jesus on worry, and, and it's profound what he says, the bottom line, I'm going give, to give some of the answer now because it's important to sort of sprinkle it throughout the program. Uh, the, the bottom line, as Jesus is saying, is, okay, those things are there. You have to instinctively take care of those things, but you have to focus on things that are above. Okay. So we're not saying in any way, shape, or form that Jesus is teaching us, well, you know, just worry, just focus on God and... Ignore do, your responsibility. Right, don't do a single thing about anything else because okay. that'll show how much faith you have. No, that'll show how foolish you are. There you go. Be, because if, if we are not taking care of those things we are responsible for, then we are not people of faith either. We are, we are people of foolishness, and we don't want to be like that. So right. if we are attempting to focus on two contrary objectives, and all of those things that you mentioned are necessarily contrary objectives to spirituality. Right. Okay? But so, they're not the evil kinds of things. Right, but right? they're still contrary. Okay. Okay, and, and that's where we have to come up with the balance. And there is, folks, there is a very clear balance. If we are attempting to focus on two contrary objectives, we're not only set up to fail, we are a prime target for worry and anxiety to take a permanent residence in our heads. And, you know, in the age in which we live, in the country in which we live, there are more people that suffer from anxiety now than ever, ever, ever before. Wow. So that tells us something about the the nature of the way society works. Now, in many cases, and and I want to put a disclaimer out here because what we're you know we're talking about laughing and having fun, and and as we go through this, we we want to have fun with the subject of worry. Yes. If you are a, a person who suffers from anxiety, and and it ends up, and it is a a a, a, um, a biological problem, it's a chemical issue. Sure. You know, laughing is not going to solve the, the the problem. No. Refocusing your mind is not going to necessarily solve the problem. No. You may need help. You may need medication to to right the the imbalance in your mind. And this could lead to depression. Right. And you want to go to ChristianQuestions.com to our archive programs because there was a fabulous program years ago that we did on depression that really covered some wonderful things about how to overcome it, how to understand it, so you can get through it. And worry and depression are two separate things. Right. So, folks, if you are in a situation where you're taking medication for a, a, a deep issue with anxiety and you're listening to Jonathan Rick say, oh, just laugh and you'll be fine, I can put my medication away. That's not a, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what we're telling you. What we're telling you is just work on your mindset as well as doing the things necessary because, it, you know, if you have an infection, you need to, to take an antibiotic. That's the same thing. We're not saying, you know, that God is not going to heal you of your depression because you smile a lot. <laughs> right. He's not. Okay, that's, we have to work through those things. So, uh, and, and, you know, in, in, the scripture, in, in the scripture we just read, Jonathan, it says, you know, the, lamp, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. It's interesting, the word for clear means to be judged by sunlight, tested as genuine. And I think that's a great example of, okay, if your eye is genuine, if it's really seeing what it's supposed to see, then your body is full of light. So it's, if it's focusing on the things that bring, bring light to you, another use of that uh, word is in Second Peter 3.1. This is now, beloved, the second epistle that I write unto you. 
And in both of them, I stir up your sincere mind by putting you in remembrance. So the words stir and sincere are from that same word if, if, uh, uh, as if your eye is clear. Tested is genuine. So we want to be genuinely focusing on the right things. That's what Jesus, the, the, the worry doctor, is telling us here. Genuinely focus on the right things. Now let's look at two scriptures to give us examples of focusing correct, incorrectly and then focusing correctly. Genesis 3, 6-7. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And she gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them were both open, and they knew that they were naked. So she focused on the tree, and even though the focus of that tree was to be, don't touch it, because God said so, she saw it and she said, wow, that's beautiful. It was a delight to the eyes. And it was the tree of wisdom. Yes. And so she took the fruit and ate of it, because it looked good, and her focus was not clear any longer, because her focus superseded the command of God. Mm. Now, let's take a look at another focus, another clear eyesight, which it was properly focused. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such gainsaying of sinners against himself, that they wax not weary, fainting in your souls. So Jesus focused on the goal. He did what he had to do, and he was rewarded. And he did it with joy, with smiling, with anticipation. Exactly. And, and even though it cost him dearly. Everything. Right. And, and what it says in, in verse 3 is, consider him, focus on him, get your eye clear on the right thing, so as you feed your heart and your mind, what you're going to come back with is not worry, but genuine, uh, uh, um, legitimate, positive, moving forward concern. There's a big difference between those two things. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? Coming up, does God see value in our lives, or are we worthless after, uh, after we think, anyway, we're sinful? What does our attitude say about us? How does it affect others? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? To be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now. And our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And Jonathan, that question, what are you worried about, is a question that everybody asks everybody all the time. Yes. And I submit that there is another question that we should be asking instead of, what are you worried about? What's that? I'm not going to tell you now. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> but that. But don't worry. It'll, it's coming up. It's coming up. So, so in, in the last segment, we were talking about the second key to understanding worry, uh, according to the words of Jesus, test your eyesight to give you insight. And remember, we talked about if your eye is clear, if it's genuine, if you're seeing the right things. Yes. But what if it's bad, Rick? That, and that's just bad, Jonathan. If it's bad, it's just bad. What can I tell you? It's bad. <laughs> All right. So your eyesight could be hurtful. Right. So it's seeing calamity. It's seeing things fall apart. And have you ever noticed there are some, some folks out there that, that 
when you're looking at the exact same situation, all they see is all the bad stuff that happens. Yes, yes. And that helps to give us a, us a sense of what are we really looking for in, in situations. And, and sometimes it happens to us, and we have to get off of that negativity. And one of the things about that is you can say, well, you know, what are you trying to be, a Pollyanna, just looking, oh, everything's wonderful, everything's, you know, fine and day. No, 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 it, it's being realistic, but it's focusing on things that are above because that takes our realistic approach and gives it hope. Yes. And see, without hope, Jonathan, there's nothing. And what worry does is worry strangles hope. And, and we don't want that. No, we don't. We don't want that. So without a choice of direction, we will wallow in the whirlwind of worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> next scripture, Joshua twenty four fifteen. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that scripture is saying you've got to make a choice. And, you know, the old saying goes, he who chases two rabbits catches none. Yes. And the idea here is that Joshua is saying you can go that way. Essentially, you can go backwards or you can go forwards. That's right. what he's saying to the right. people. So it is a choice. But the question is, how do we just serve God and still do all the other things that require our firm attention? Well, that's the question. We want the answer. Okay, well, there's a scripture that gives you the answer. Colossians 3.22. Right here, right now. It's right in front of us. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, and not with eye service as man-pleasers, but as singleness of heart. Reverencing God. Um. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Thanks, Fred. I'm saying, what did he tell me? Saying, Rick, you forgot something. Is uh, he worried? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was genuinely concerned. See, the difference is he wasn't just sitting there saying, "Oh boy, Rick forgot." Something. Oh dear. What do we? No, he's waving at me. He's making signs and he's saying, "Rick, don't forget." Thank you, Fred. Let me comment on the scripture, then we'll get back to it. So, so Jonathan, here, what it's saying is, it's talking to slaves. And it's saying, do the work for your master, not just with eye service as men pleasers. Be genuine when you do it. But in singleness of heart, fearing God. And we know that means reverencing God. So put God's reverence in everything that you do, and then you can do all the things that are not God-related with a godly attitude. All right. So an attitude throughout the day on everything we're doing. And that begins to take down all of the worries that we have. And and, and let's go back to another worry that uh, one of those scientist folks on Saifu was talking about. But we took the liberty of after listening to his worries, we just sort of, uh, let's say we just sort of added something to the soundbite, okay? Okay. Let's listen to this. What worries me fundamentally is humanity's capacity for evil. It's not unique to any period we are the kinds of animals that do horrible things to each other and we can't deny that and live happily ever after as some people would like to ain't got no place to lay your head somebody came and took your bed don't worry be happy the landlord say your rent is lit He may have to litigate Don't worry <laughs> Be happy Look at me, I'm happy ooh, 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 ooh. 
So he, he the, this scientist says, hey, look, you know, we're the kind of creature that does horrible things to each That's other. That's right. Man's injustice to, towards man. But again, we have to put things in a perspective where they're not going to, to paralyze us but give us the ability to move forward. Don't worry. Be happy. Now, it doesn't mean don't be concerned. It doesn't mean don't do things about the things that need to be ha- to be dealt with. Okay. But just keep it in the right perspective. Jonathan, in the last segment, we talked about um, God's signature on our lives. Right. Okay. And let's look again at another expression of God's signature. God's love for us is expressed in many ways and on many levels. When we worry and are anxious, it's wise to look at God's expressions of his love towards us, which are his collective signature upon the human race. Now, God's signature relating to our desire of our eyes, of the things that we see. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you shall go. I will counsel you with mine eye upon you. So God is using the picture of his own eye saying, I'm watching you to give you the right direction to go. And it's interesting because the human eye, every human eye is different. Yes. Every retina has its own signature. Neat. And it's like the signature of God, I am watching you with my eye. And leading you. Is upon the signature of humanity who has that same uniqueness in their eye. And he is saying that... I am going to... Almighty looks upon us with his eye and counsels us as to our unique direction towards him. Trust in this and watch worry flee away. Trust in the fact that God's counsel with his eye, that uniqueness which he created into us, is going to help us cope with the issues of our lives so we don't have to worry. Well, Rick, let's go to the phones. We have Julius from Connecticut. Good morning, Julius, and welcome to Christian Questions. Gentlemen, good morning. What a great topic. Well, thank you. We like Very it. timely. We appreciate it. Boy, we need this pretty regularly. Uh, sorry I missed you last week. Well, that's all right. I, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't get through. Well, I we... even called the operator. Wow. Yeah. See, he was worried. I was going to call my congressman <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, a day goes by that we don't worry uh, from morning till night so often. Uh, uh, but you know what? Uh, your greatest people in history, who was greater than the Lord Jesus, who was greater than the Apostle Paul? I mean, uh, those two great men, each in his own category, the Lord Jesus, of course, uh, incomparable. He worried. Uh, Matthew 26, not, uh, 39, Matthew 26, 39, he says, if it, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Remember that scripture? Yes. And uh, Paul, uh, what a magnificent scripture in Acts 18, 9, I think it is, the Apostle Paul, he was concerned, you know, and the Lord appeared to him in a vi- like in a vision. He says, Paul, don't worry. I'll take care of you. <laughs> Would you like to hear the Lord say that to you? Yeah, well, he oh, does. for sure. <laughs> he does, through the scriptures. What a great reassurance. Yeah, I- I'm daily concerned. My wife, she has, uh, you know, she's diabetic. She has all kinds of issues. Uh, so it's it's a daily... I like your distinction between worry and concern. I think it's legitimate and uh, true. Uh, a couple of sayings I want to things uh, close with uh, as I leave you. Uh, one definition of fear: fear is the prodigious magnifier. It makes things appear a lot greater than what they are, and uh, I'm sure a lot of good sayings along that line. Fear is the prodigious. Magnifier, And one of my favorites, which I think I shared with you some time ago, I like the one that says, if God is your co-pilot, if God is your co-pilot, swap seats. <laughs> I like bless. it. 
Take care, Julia. Thank you. And, and that that oh, does, that's good. that sums up the the scripture we were just talking about. I will guide you with mine eye. It, it sums up that sense of God's guidance being directly involved in your life. So, Julius, thanks so much for the call, uh, Jonathan. We want to move along here. We got just a few minutes. Our third key uh, in in understanding worry is what. Observe the value that God sees in you. You have to see what God sees. And if we don't see what God sees, we're going to worry. You're right. But God does see value in you. And this is our worry test relating to our, the pride of life. Again, Matthew 6. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow nor reap nor gather in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? And that last phrase is powerful. Are you not worth much more than they? Now see, Jesus is addressing the main concerns of life. Okay, Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink, uh, what you're going to wear. Oh, don't worry about all these things that we worry about. Yeah, and sometimes life. it's legitimate. We're, we're really... At the bottom and so, of the barrel. So Jesus gives an example of what to do. Now, I want, I want to play the soundbite on this because this is great. This is Andy Stanley. He, again, is profound on the subject of worry. NorthPointMinistries.com. Uh, and this is relating to this exact scripture of Jesus counseling us on worry. Jesus says, okay, just, just for a moment. I'm trying to help you with worry. I want to teach you how not to worry. I want you to pull back. Just pull back. <laughs> Then, how insensitive is this? Verse 26. Ready? Look at the birds of the air. What? Look at the birds. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. I need a job. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. My son is failing the 11th grade. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. I have no transportation. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. I don't feel very well. I don't have time to look at the birds of the air. My husband says he's not coming back. I don't have... Jesus, no offense, Jesus. Look at the birds of the air. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I love that. I just love that because that's the way we would react to that. What, are you kidding, Jesus? You're, you're the worry doctor and you're telling us to do that? Come on. And the point, though, Jonathan, is don't worry about your life. We're going to expand this in the second hour. It's more than food and, and, and your body. It's more than clothing. But do, uh, uh, do what you must provide for these things. It's just a quick scripture on providing for these things. But if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So we've got to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And, and it's not for us to worry about them, but it's for us to put the action in place to take care of them. And it's mental, physical, spiritual. There's a, there's a lot that we're supposed to provide for our families. And we do that in the context of understanding that God loves us. And, and I yes. want to play another quick little soundbite. This is from VeggieTales. So it's kid-oriented, but it's here to make you smile in the face of worry. And so it's good to know how much you love me. It's true. The Bible says you do. And Jonathan, again, folks, you may be thinking, why are you playing Veggie Tales with such a serious subject? And here's the answer. When your children are worried about something, 
don't you go to them and point them in the right direction. Don't you go to them and sit with them and say, God loves you. God will take care of you. And don't you see the transformation in them when they hear your voice as their parent pointing them to the right things and see them relax. Yes. That's what we're trying to do is saying we're the children here. Let's let's react like a child and accept the guidance and accept the goodness and accept the 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 direction that our Lord Jesus gives us with worry. And he says with joy in our hearts. And he says you can't serve God and mammon. And he says your eye has to be clear and not bad. And he says you've got to look above to to, to those things. So Jesus is is playing that part in our lives to say it's okay. So sometimes when we worry, we have to think about what we would tell our children to stop worrying. And then, hey, folks, practice what you preach. Rise above it. And take that little Veggie Tales bedtime uh, um, song that says, I know because the Bible tells me. And here's a novel idea, folks. We know it, but do we believe it? That's the thing about dealing with worry. In the second hour, folks, if we're not on in your area for the second hour, go to ChristianQuestions.com and click Listen Live. There's so much more to come. And we've got something about a radio station that plays in your head you're not going to want to miss. But Psalm 55:22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. It doesn't say He won't test them. It doesn't say they won't be concerned. But He won't suffer you to be moved if you focus on Him. That's what how we deal with worry. For Jonathan and Rick and Christian Questions... We'll be back after the news and all of that. But until then, hey, what are you worried about? We'll be back soon. Think about it. is Christian Questions. Dalai Lama once said, if there is no solution to the problem, then don't waste time worrying about it. If there is a solution to the problem, then don't waste time worrying about it. (laughs) Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Christian Questions. Talk radio with your breakfast. With Jonathan and Rick, this isn't your typical Christian commentary. We love talking with our audience, and we promise to never talk at you like so many talk shows do today. This is a conversation about biblical topics as we look at them from a different perspective. And Jonathan, what is that topic this morning? Well, Rick, our question is, what are you worried about? And our theme text comes from Matthew chapter 6, verse 27. And who of you being worried can add a single hour to his life? What a profound thought that is in in the sixth chapter of Matthew. And and that is the chapter where Jesus deals with worry in a big way. And you call Jesus the, the worry doctor. Yes, I do. Because he gives us a clear answer uh, as to... Uh, how to deal with worry in a very, very practical step-by-step way. And in the first hour, Jonathan, we observed three keys to understanding worry that Jesus gave us in Matthew 6. Yes. The first, Rick, is observe where your worry focuses its attention. Because what you worry about is what your treasure is. That's right. And that's a profound statement if we're... If we if we have enough guts to look at ourselves and say, okay, let me define, because you know, a lot of times we'll say, you know, well, well, where, where's your treasure, and we'll we'll give all the right answers. Right. But what we worry about tells us the the real answers to exactly. where, where our treasure is. What was the second key? Test your eyesight to give you insight. 
Remember, Jesus was saying, make sure that your eye is clear. Your eye is legitimate. It's, it's, it's focused. It's, it's genuine on the right kinds of things. And the third key, Rick, is observe the value that God sees in you. And we were talking about that as the uh, last hour wrapped up. So we've got another, uh, another God's signature moment here. Uh, and, and we looked at two signatures of God in, in, the first, in the first hour in our thoughts and in what we see. Okay, those are things that, and you know, the human retina is unique. Just like God's retina, if you will, is unique as he looks upon us and says, I will guide you with mine eye. And then in the other scripture he said, I will reason with you. Well, God loves us. God's love for us is expressed in many ways and on many levels. And again, when we worry and are anxious, it's wise to know God's expressions of his love towards us, which are his collective signature upon the human race. God's signature relating to our pride of life is in Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him, the son of man that you care for him? I love this scripture, Jonathan, because it talks about the, the uh, when I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers. Mm. And you, you, the, you see the vast expanse of the heavens, you yes. say, and that's the work of God's fingers? Give me a break. What, do you, what does he do with the rest of them? <laughs> you know? This scripture inspires me. Before we, I come to the program, I really like to meditate and, and pray and look out the window and look at God's creation. It inspires me. All the detail and the uniqueness that he's put into this beautiful creation for humankind. It's a gift for us. And it's the work of his fingers. And so here's the thing. Just as each of our fingerprints are unique, and this, again, is the signature of God upon humankind. Just as each of our fingerprints are unique, so the hand of God, in whose image we are created, has in the midst of his masterful universal creation taken his time and attention to focus on us. Because we are precious in his sight. And that is a worry lifter. It's a worry. It takes worry and puts it in perspective because that's not the kind of thing we need to be uh, concerned about. So here's the thing. Now... uh, We've got to do some practical applications. So we're talking about just sort of refocusing your mind and refocusing your thinking and, and, and your direction in life. Now, if you spend your days in worry, change the station, not the radio station you're listening to right now, <laughs> but change the station in your head that you're listening to. Not the one that's on the radio, but the one in your head. Now, we're going to illustrate for you what we call the worry station. Because, folks, this is the station that we listen to in our lives all the time. And it is deceptive because it sounds so good. But listen to a little bit of the worry station in your head. Welcome to WORY, your station where molehills become mountains and daily challenges become problems of monumental proportion. W-O-R-Y, all worry all the time. For your listening upset, we will play a fan favorite. What about, what about, what about? <laughs> and isn't that what we say to ourselves? And, and, our, and our mind starts to race and starts to speed up. And, <laughs> and here's what it sounds like. Here's what it sounds like. This is what about. It's building and building. That's right. What about, what about, what about, what about, what about? What do I do? What do I do? What about, what about? I'm so worried. Doesn't it make you crazy? This is the way your mind works. 
So that gives you a sense. <laughs> and again, folks, in the first hour, we talked about, look, one of the things we want to do is we want to be able to laugh about our worry. That's right. And when I hear that music, those are the words that pop into my head. What about, what about, what about, what about? Because that's what happens. We get so focused on the worry, and the worry begets worry, and that worry begets more worry, and all we've got is the what about. We have no answers. We have only questions. Could this be a tool of Satan? <laughs> what a great tool, because it's so deceptive and it's so easy to fall into. Yes. Folks, if you have a thought, we'd love to hear from you at 866-985-4255. Toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. While studying the Bible and talking about today's Christian topics, go to ChristianQuestions.com for audio, video, CQ Rewind, and other free resources that no one else has on the planet. All programs are recorded and archived online. Check them out, ChristianQuestions.com. And please, Seek Your Rewind is a free service. Um, many, 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 many people subscribe to it. And it's proven valuable. As a matter of fact, Jonathan, we got, <laughs> we got an, an email, uh, actually from a minister, I won't say where, uh, who asked us if he could use CQ Rewind uh, as a tool for his congregation from the program we did on angels. Yes. Because it, it just helped to make it understandable. And uh, we've heard many comments from so many people, uh, both, both uh, people who are ministers and so forth, and just regular average Christians that say, you know what, this is a tool that helps me focus and get the point of the program. Seeker Rewind is exclusively available at ChristianQuestions.com. You can sign up. Again, it's a free service. It's without obligation. Uh, the folks that work on it do a masterful job. And it's there as a tool to help you cope with your Christian life and not worry, essentially. Only at ChristianQuestions.com. All right, so we've got the station that we play in our head. The W-O-R-Y. That's the, and I did check uh, to make sure there was no radio station oh, really named that. There you go. I mean, who would want that as a station name? <laughs> exactly. Think about it. <laughs> I didn't want to get, step on anybody's toes. But, you know, all worry all the time, and that, folks, we've got to learn to turn it off. So that brings us to the fourth key in Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus, the worry doctor, helps us to put it in perspective. See, feel, and know that faith replaces worry. All right, now that is, an, see, the previous three keys, Jonathan, were keys of understanding worry. Mm-hmm. This is a key to overcoming worry. Faith replaces worry. This is our worry test related to replacing worry with faith. We get worry tests in our lives. We do. What do we do with them? How do we cope with them? Well, let's go back to Matthew chapter 6. Let's pick up with verse 27 and hear how Jesus focuses, uh, uh, focuses us on the thought that faith replaces worry. And who of you being worried can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into a furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So now we take these statements of Jesus and we combine them with the statements last hour where Jesus said, hey, look, I don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you eat, what you're going to drink. But what did he say to do? Look at the birds. <laughs> <laughs> look at the birds. And here he's saying, who of you by being worried can add a single hour to your life? And why are you worried? Look at the lilies of the field. Look at the flowers. So, so look at the birds. Look, look at, at the, the flowers. flowers. Just relax. Now, is he just... Look at the grass. <laughs> Check it out. Is he just saying, just forget everything and just watch birds fly? And of course not. <laughs> what he's saying is observe 
how they manage their lives. What they do, what the birds of the air do, is they live by instinct. They do the things that are necessary, and God takes care of them because he plants the instincts. Yes. We have the instincts of preservation built into us as well. Just allow yourself to move forward with those things. But focus your mind on things above. That's what Jesus is saying. And, and the same example with the, with the, with the uh, flowers of the, of the field. And he's saying how wonderfully they are uh, adorned. And he's saying Solomon in all of his great glory was not as beautiful That's right. as these flowers That's right. of, of the field. So that gives you a sense that, look, if, if, we're, if we're seeking glory, actually check out the, the bonus material for Seek Your Rewind. Uh, and there's a, there's a great... Uh, illustration of two men in the in the Old Testament who were the most glorious and at the top of their game, so to speak, mm-hmm. and how they fell mm. and how they had to find God again. Well, the lesson for me is God will provide. He provided for those lilies in the grass, the earth, the sun, and the rain. It's taken care of. Right. Doesn't mean we don't do our work. Right. But it does mean we do our work with God and godliness in mind, and God takes care of the rest. And, and, and you know, you can't extend your life by worry. You, as a matter of fact, you shorten your life by worry. That's a fact. <laughs> Anxiety, yeah. You can't clothe yourself with worry, and you can't attain any glory with worry. So the big question is, uh, what do you do? And that's where this next soundbite comes in. Again, let's go back to VeggieTale. So, what do you do? What are you going to do? I'm going to call the police. <laughs> no. You don't need to do anything. What? Why? Because... God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. Oh, God is bigger than the boogeyman. And he's watching out for you and me. So, again, (laughs) why do you use VeggieTales? Because it makes us smile. Why do we use Veggie Tales? Because that is a typical example of a child being worried about the things that they make up in their own minds. Right. Doesn't that sound like an adult? It does. The things that we make up, the things that we make bigger than they are. Yes. It sounds like an adult who subscribes to W-O-R-Y, all worry all the time, mm-hmm. where molehills become mountains. Yes. And because of that, because we have that sense of foreboding, because we make things bigger than they are, what would you tell a child doing that? Don't worry. God's going to take care of you. God's bigger than the boogeyman and the monsters on TV and the, the, the monsters under your bed and everything else that you imagine. And he's taking care of you and me. That's what you tell a child. How, how about this, Rick? You're not naturally a worrier. But there's outside influences that start making you worry. Right. And, and Could that, be a husband or a wife or a child or a, a boss. It could be and anybody. They're, and they're legitimate. See, there are legitimate circumstances that need for us to react to, but they don't need us to worry about them. And get caught up in. And that's the difference. When we react to something, it's different than worrying about it. Let's go to one more scripture before this uh, segment ends, uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. In nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. And so, in this scripture, it's saying, basically, picking up where Jesus left off, saying, don't be anxious about everything. Right. Anything, rather. But, in everything, by prayer and supplication, let God know about it. 
Yes. So what it's doing is it's taking the anxiousness and saying, okay, that anxiousness doesn't belong to you. That belongs in God's hands, so go put it away. It's like telling a child, go clean your room, put things away. And give thanks. Be positive right. through that anxiety. And that way we can be concerned without being worried. And there is a world of difference between the two. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? Coming up, what is the secret to evict worry from our hearts and minds? That's right. I said evict. It needs to be practical to work. What do you think? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? To be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now on our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And Jonathan, our subject this morning is worry. And we're looking at worry and we're trying to understand it so we can get a grip on it, so we can evict it. That's what you said at the end of the last segment. That's right. When you evict, what do you do? You throw it out. It's gone. It doesn't belong anymore. How do we evict worry from our lives without evicting proper concern? Yes. That's the key. The fourth key in terms of understanding worry from Jesus' own words in Matthew 6 was see, feel, and know that faith does replace worry. That's an equation. Faith replaces... Worry and faith cannot occupy the same space. Right. All right? So if you have real true faith, it overrides what worry does. And if you have worry, it overrides faith. Yes. So your faith is diminished by the amount of worry you have. This is a test. And your worry is diminished by the amount of faith that you have. So, and sometimes, you know, folks, we're, we're, we're looking at... a. a, a a number of ways to approach this, and again, one of the ways is to laugh about it, because yes. when you laugh, it, Humor cl- is good. it clears your mind, but another way is to, is to play association games in our mind to keep our priorities in place. So I want to go back to Andy Stanley from NorthPointMinistries.com uh, in his talk on worry, and again, he's profound in this. Listen. Are you not much more valuable to God than a bird? Let me ask you a different way. Do you think God cares more for you than he does the birds? Let me ask you another way. Do you think God is more concerned about you? You were made in his image. Read the story of creation. He made lots of cool stuff, but when he got to mankind, he said, this is different. I'm making man and woman. I'm making them in my image. They bear my thumbprint. When I see them, I think about me. And again, that's one of the reasons that we, we looked at the signature of God upon humankind. Yes. And the signature of God is literally in the uniqueness of our thumbprint. It's in the uniqueness of a retina. And it's in the uniqueness of our relationship with God that God says, come let us reason together. He doesn't do that for the rest of this earthly creation. It's magnificent what God does for us in relation to worry. Well, Rick, let's go to the phones. We have Beth from Tennessee. Good morning, Beth, and welcome to Christian Questions. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. How good. are you? Good. Listen, I just I want to thank you so sincerely. Thank your listener and thank you for doing this program. This is just, you just do not know how much I need this in my life right now. And it's just really, I'm just getting so much out of it and laughing. And 
I just wanted to say one thing. I've, I've had a situation with a coworker that has really, really been concerning me for quite some time, and I, uh, it came to a head recently, and I resigned myself to sit down and, and write down some things that I was unhappy about, and you know, to go to my supervisor. and And as I, as I wrote the letter. I began to think, well, you know, maybe we could do this. Maybe we could try this. Maybe I could do this. And so I felt like at the end of my letter that I was so angry about, so worried about, I felt like maybe the Holy Spirit helped me to see that uh, there, there might be a hope in my worry and a solution in my worry and maybe a good thing could come from my worry and also that God would take care of this other person just like they would take care of me and um I just I want to thank you so much because I'm just I'm getting so much out of today and um Anyway, you guys have a great day, and I love you so much. I listen every week. <laughs> Beth, thanks so much. We love it when you call. Thanks for, thanks for sharing. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Jonathan, see, that's profound, because what Beth did, whether she knows it or not, what she did is she took the, the thunder from the last segment, and she put it in play right here. Practically. Right, because the bottom line is, and, and, and I'll introduce it now instead of the next segment. Thanks, Beth, for the call. Instead of asking ourselves the question, well, what am I worried about? What we should be asking ourselves is, what am I in motion about? What am I acting on? What am I doing uh, things about? And, and that's how one of the ways that you take worry and you just put it aside. You get in motion and you do something. And we'll expand what it means to be in motion as the program goes on. But Beth gave a perfect example of rethinking. And instead of having that worried sense of anxiety, having a sense of hope. And that's exactly what our faith is supposed to bring us. So, Beth, thanks so much. What a great, great call. Folks, if you have a thought, it's 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. Go to our website, ChristianQuestions.com, and become a Twitter follower. To learn about upcoming programs and new updates posted, our website has over 500 archived programs. Go to ChristianQuestions.com. Now, Jonathan, let's go to an Old Testament scripture that does a comparison to give us a sense of how to make sure that our faith replaces our worry. And this is kind of an odd comparison, but it really does work. Jeremiah seventeen five to 10. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert, and will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in a stony waste in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. And... That does not sound happy or fine or dandy <laughs> no, it or, or anything. But so many of us live there in that desert. Who wants to be like that all alone in a dry, stony wasteland? What do I have to do to avoid living like that? Well, Jeremiah 17 continues with verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will be... Not anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. The heart is more deceitful than all else, and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to each to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. So you have a great comparison here. To trust God 
or not to trust God and to make one's own flesh their strength. So what do we have, Jonathan, in our comparison? We have a tree versus a mere bush. Okay, and there's a big difference between a tree and a bush. We have a plant by a stream. Notice the planted and not merely growing there versus growing in a desert. Right, it says a tree planted by the stream. So that means that there is a choice in the planting. It is saying, I am going to live here, and that's the mental choice of deciding who and what we serve. And the other point is flourishing in time of drought versus not even knowing when prosperity arrives. And isn't that what happens when we worry? Is we're so tied up in the worry that things can change around us and all we see is the worry. What about, 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 W-O-R-Y. Where molehills become mountains. We get so stuck that's all we can hear. And Jeremiah 17 is giving us this dramatic example to say, wake up. Where are you living? Why are you living there? Why don't you move? You know, again, change the station in your head. That's right. And the last point, always bearing fruit versus a lonely, waterless existence. And that Jeremiah scripture is is very uh, um, descriptive. You know, it talks about uh, you're, you're in, in the desert, there's no water, you can't tell when prosperity comes, versus even when there are difficulties because you are planted, because you have chosen to live by the stream, you always are bearing fruit. And, and that's the thing. Isn't that the, the, the point of our lives? to be fruit-bearing to the praise and honor of God. That's right. So Absolutely. when we worry, I ask you, is that bearing fruit? And the answer is, no. uh-uh. <laughs> not no way. Even, not even close. Not even close. So again, change the station that's in your head. That's the thing. And remember, in a, a couple of segments ago, we talked about that station that we always seem to play, W-O-R-Y. Yes. There's another station you can tune into. There is. There is. Ooh. And let's go to this other station. This is W I M His. The station where worry and anxiety are but distant memories to be learned from, and where faith and works live and thrive, and where God's will and way are the only will and way. This is the station where people who are tired of worry and anxiety come to rest and come to live. That is W I M his w-i-m his and folks we have a choice as to whether we want to live in w-o-r-y or we want to listen to w-i-m his so let's just uh, take a moment listen to the music and relax chill out lovely But doesn't that just give you the sense of, okay, life can be all right. And, 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 and look, folks, that's why we're taking the time to talk about worry. Again, this was a, this was a, a subject that was um, asked for by one of our listeners. Yes. And uh, I'm so glad he asked because it's such an important, vital subject to our everyday life. What do we worry about? And again, the question ought to begin to be, well, not what am I worried about, but what am I in motion about. This reminds me of the scripture, Rick, in Matthew eleven, twenty eight and twenty nine. And, and and this, Jonathan, this scripture is one of those profound short statements of Jesus that when you just sit back, turn everything else off and listen to it, it's a life changer. It is. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And that is the theme scripture of W.I.M. His. 
Absolutely. That gives us a sense of Jesus saying, and here's the great thing about it. In, in, in Hebrews, you know, I forget which chapter, it talks about you know, we have a high priest who was tempted in all ways like as we are, yes. yet without sin. Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. What it's saying is, and again, I'm going to translate here. It's saying is, Jesus understands you. He understands your trials. He understands your emotional uh, grief. He understands your deficiencies. And he's saying, because I understand you, you can be confident that when you come to the throne of grace in my name to the Heavenly Father, you will be heard. That's powerful, It is, and that takes worry and says, (laughs) bye-bye. No room for worry here. Concern, yes. Worry, absolutely not. So change the station in your head. W-I-M his. Let's get to the fifth key. And folks, if you have a thought, it's 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. And if you haven't signed up for CQ Rewind, the full edition, now's the time, especially with this subject, what are you worried about? Go to ChristianQuestions.com. You get an email. You get all the text. It's, there's graphics, illustrations, bonus material that brings this subject alive. And with a subject like this, you know, you, you, maybe you're, you're driving in the car or you're listening, you know, in between doing things in the morning. And you're saying, oh, boy, I'd love to write these things down. Well, look, if you can't, don't worry. Just, Be happy. Just sign up for CQ Rewind, <laughs> the full edition. It's free, and you can get it in writing for you. We've got folks that do that for you because it's important for us to apply these things. What is this fifth key that Jesus gives us in Matthew chapter 6? Jesus, the worry doctor. Faith in motion will clarify our devotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what, Jonathan? In the next segment, I got this little rhyme thing going. And, yeah, you do. And, and folks... You know, Jonathan was talking about it to everybody else in the studio. He said, yeah, you got this tacky little rhyme thing. I worked hours on that. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming up in the next segment. But the faith in motion will clarify our devotion. And that's a key to overcoming. Well, everyone's going to let us know on Facebook if it's tacky or not. So so be ready, Rick. <laughs> yeah, and just Only vote, at ChristianQuestions.com. Vote not tacky, please. Uh, so faith in motion will clarify our devotion. And that is that really focuses us on the right thing. This is our worry test relating to putting our devotion, uh, putting, putting focus on our devotion with, with the motion of moving forward. See, devotion without movement is nothing but a thought. And that's something we have to just really understand. The final section of Jesus' teaching on anxiety in Matthew 6 really puts this in, in perspective for us. Matthew six thirty-one to 34. Do not worry then, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear that's for like the, clothing? Th- that's like the third time he said that. So he go, keeps going back to the basis and saying, look, don't be concerned. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. So, no, no big news here. God knows about these. He knew them before you did. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, verse 33. And Jonathan, this is one of my favorite verses it in is. all of the Bible. It is. Seek I remember first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. It's not like you get a UPS package that adds, you know, that is full of food and clothing and shelter and and a Mercedes Benz and all of that stuff. No, 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 no. What he's saying is put your mind on godliness 
and you will be in the framework, the mental framework, to be able to accomplish and do the other things you need to, and God will bless it. Rick, that's faith in motion. And without this key, without this fifth key, Jonathan, all of the others won't, won't last. That's right. They can be things that we begin to understand, we begin to look at, we begin to appreciate, but without faith in motion, everything else stops. So this is how we put worry in its place. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? Coming up, obviously people worry about too many things. Have you ever worried that there are too many hominoids on the planet? Yeah, that's right. That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, what are you worried about? To be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now on our website, ChristianQuestions.com. Hominoids? <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> hominids. Hominids. And we, we actually we've got a sound by talking about hominids. So <laughs> Yeah. What's a hominid? <laughs> we'll find out. Folks, the, we're talking about worry. We're talking about putting it in perspective. We're talking about maintaining concern without the worry because that's how we need to focus our lives. And Jesus in Matthew 6 gives us a clear-cut recipe for under, not only understanding worry but for evicting worry from our lives. So we really need to focus on that. Uh, Jonathan, let's go to the phones before we get into more comments. All right, we have Randall from Connecticut. Good morning, Randall, and welcome to Christian Questions. Good morning. Happy Sunday, guys. To you, too. We have Psalm 34.5. I sought the Lord who answered me, delivered me from all my fears. We need not worry because Jesus has a vested interest in the Christian. He has our backs, but he expects us to act. Acts 12.8, the angel said to him, put on your belt and your sandals. Then he said to him, put on your cloak and follow me. You might remember the old toy commercial, Weebles Wobble and They Don't Fall Down. Well, worriers wobble and they do fall down. (laughs) That's right. Don't be a wobbler. Make a list of your worries and a list of your actions. Put your worries aside and your actions in your hand. God is here now. 2 Timothy 4.17, But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength, so that through me the proclamation might be completed. Randall, thanks so much. Great thoughts. God bless you guys. Take care. Worriers wobble and they do fall down. And, you know, you don't want to be a wobbling worrier falling down weeble. No, you do (laughs) not, Rick. What we want to be is we want to put things in the right perspective. And and now on to my little rhyming session here, Jonathan. Just again, folks, the, the idea is to smile as we address the subject of worry because when we smile, we can address it so much more easily. It clears out our minds a little bit. So, devotion too often follows emotion. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the next one? Emotion brings our progress in Christ down to slow motion. When in slow motion, our devotion is reduced to a mere notion. And when all we have is a notion, we might as well be out on the ocean, 
tossed about by every wind and wave of doctrine. Now, I know that was profound for you folks, and I know you're probably going to want to hear it again, so get CQ Rewind, the full edition, and it'll all be written out for you right there. That's right. You can even put it on your refrigerator if you want. <laughs> but, but the point, Jonathan, is too often our emotions get in the way, and that screws up our devotion. Yes. And what happens to our devotion, it really does. It gets reduced down to something less and less and less, and then it's all it is is just left with a mere idea. Mm-hmm. And that idea gets tossed about with every wind of doctrine that comes along, and by worrying, we put ourselves in that position. And that's why we have to transform the question, what am I worried about, to what am I in motion about. Let's go back to the phones. All right, well, we have Keith from Tennessee. Good morning, Keith, and welcome to Christian Questions. Well, I'm an old man, and... and uh, <laughs> I've never seen the righteous begging bread, and I gotta say thanks to Jesus, that's the song with death starts time will be no more. But anyway, um, I, I don't, I won't get into Deuteronomy 28, but, uh, you know, my experience is that God, and really the history of, of the United States manifests that God wants to bless. I mean, that's a, his natural inclination, and give him half a chance, as the Supreme Court did, and then some of its early decisions. Uh, and he will pour out blessings on a nation. Uh, but two of the things that have worried me uh, over, as a Christian are the mark of the beast and um, where Babylon is, in other words, where I should live. And I guess I don't have time to get in, into that. But uh, I was. Uh, we have hordes of Amish moving here, as well as people from all over the world, including a guy from New Zealand who claimed God told him to move here. So I guess as, as far as where you should live, God will tell you where to live, um, you know, with respect to Revelation and Apocalypse chapter 18, uh, verse 4. But um, I um, went to church with a state trooper with respect to Mark of the Beast. This, this has been over 20 years ago. All right, we Keith, Keith, we need to, we need to condense this. Keith, was, uh, Keith. You know, the, the Mark of the Beast. But, but Keith, we've got to wrap this up, brother. we got to okay, keep moving. Well, there's a verse in, or, or the, the Bible code indicates that, that it, it'll be injected by a hypodermic meal, so, you know, he wasn't right about that, but that caused me a lot of worry. Okay, all right, Keith, we, we, thank you, thank you very much. And, and you know, so Keith is putting a plug in to move to Tennessee. <laughs> you know, and what he said, though, he said, look, I'm worried about the mark of the beast and I'm worried about Babylon. And look, those are things that we had should have concern about, but not worry. That's right. If our faith is true, then our concerns will move us to action, and that's the whole point of this program, is to, is to make the difference between uh, the, the, the faith that provokes action versus worry that provokes paralysis. And we want to make sure we are in action. Thank, Keith, thanks for, thanks for the call. Uh, Jonathan? Now to the soundbite with hominids. Okay, okay, let's go. Can't l- wait. Let's, and again, this is a scientist uh, or scientists talking about what they are worried about, and we sort of did maybe add something to the end of this. I don't know, just listen. I'm worried about synthetic biology getting out of control. That is, someone creating a novel organism they don't fully understand, and then it does something disastrous to the environment. Ain't got no cash, ain't got no style Ain't got no gas to make you smile But don't worry Be happy Apart from ageing and hair loss, I'm worried by uh, global warming, which is the great issue in front of us, and the huge extinction of species going on at the moment, both caused by there being more hominids on the planet than it can easily sustain. 
Cause when you're worried, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. So there you heard it. Too many hominids, global warming, and uh, synthetic biology. Yep. All at once. And the answer, don't worry, be happy. And, and Jonathan, here's the thing. Again, you don't, it's not to say that you just you slough off things that are of, of great concern. But in my mind, the greatest answer to all of these big worries is, wait a minute, let, let's, let's step back. Now, I know a lot of these folks aren't going to buy what I'm about to say, but this is the way I see it and the way I believe it. God created the earth for a reason. That's right. It abides forever. It's a promise. The scripture says the earth will abide forever. So you think he's got it in hand? I think so. In so, fact, I know so. So, okay, let's be concerned that we don't mess up what he did, but let's not worry because God ultimately has it all in hand. That, to me, is the answer. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> True devotion puts your life into motion. And folks, if you have a thought, uh, now would be the time, 866-985-4255, toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and that means we're on right now. And we want to hear what you have to say about today's topic. Post your comments on our Facebook page and our blog. Go to ChristianQuestions.com. All right, now, let's get real practical here after my little rhyming session, and let's look at true devotion. It does put our lives in motion, and here's what the motion of faith looks like. In 2 Corinthians 4, 6-10, to it describes the motion of faith. For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So, that is faith in motion because it's talking about light shall shine out of darkness, the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God. So, you, you have to take that light that's shining out there and you have to bring it into your heart. That's the motion of faith. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. And so now, once we bring that light into our hearts, what we have to realize is, because we are sinful and earthly, uh, we have to make sure that what comes out from us is not that sinful and earthly reflection, but rather the reflection of that pure light. Remember Jesus said, keep your eye pure, yes. genuine. So that's what we have to be reflecting. This is how faith really works. And faith, Jonathan, is a replacement. What it does is it replaces what was there with something bigger and something greater. And unless we replace that which was there, that which was there will contaminate the, the beauty of that faith. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. So, again... The motion of faith says, yes, it reminds me of the phone call from Beth. Yes, affliction comes, but it doesn't crush you. Perplexed, but not despairing. So there you have affliction and you have, you try to say it, perplexity. (laughs) (laughs) But again, not despairing, not giving up. Okay, I don't understand. And see, faith can handle, I don't understand. Faith can handle, what about, what about, what about? We're perplexed. But we don't despair. And see, worry brings us to despair. Yes. Perplexity handled with faith simply says, okay, I just need to wait. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Okay, when you're persecuted, you're pursued for, for the sake of your faith, but you haven't been given up on by God. God is there. Struck down, but not destroyed. So even you're getting into serious issues of life, and yet you're not destroyed. 
always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. So this is what faith in motion looks like. And faith in motion focuses our devotion to God clearly so that worry has no say. And I love the scripture, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Take take the self out. Exactly. Seek first the kingdom, like we read earlier, yes. Matthew six thirty three and 34. Don't worry about tomorrow. So, one more blast of dealing with worry from a childlike faith that says, I hear it, I hear my mother or my father telling me it's going to be okay, therefore I believe it's going to be okay because I believe God takes care of me. God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. Oh, God is bigger than the boogeyman, and he's watching out for you and me. So are you frightened? No, not really. Are you worried? Not a bit. I know whatever's going to happen, but God can handle it. I'm sorry that I scared you when you saw me on TV. Well, that's okay, because now I know that God is taking care. I love that. (laughs) I love it. Are you frightened? Are you worried? No, not a bit. Because I know whatever happens that God will handle it. That's what we tell to a child. Folks, that's what we need. What does Jesus say? If you're not like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom. That's right. So Jesus is telling us, be like a child. Be trusting. In your ability to accept the goodness and the the security of the Word of God to be transformative in your life. And if we can be like a child, then God will take care of it. And worry has no no issues in our lives anymore. That's right. So, Jonathan, as we wrap this up, uh, again, let's just touch back on the signatures of God. Remember, God signs the human race with his name in three very distinct ways. The first one was Isaiah 118. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. One of our chief desires of the flesh is to be acknowledged. We are acknowledged and forgiven by God. That's his signature given to the human race. That's his personal application to us. That should reduce worry. Next one. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you shall go. I will counsel you with mine eye upon you. So... Just as the human retina, each retina is unique. It's, it's its own signature. God puts the signature of his eye upon us. Our God looks upon us with his eye and counsels us as to our unique direction towards him. It's his personal signature on his most prized earthly creation. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him and the son of man that you take care of him? So when you see the vastness, and this, this Jonathan, me is one of the greatest signatures of God. The vastness of the universe and its creation as the work of his fingers. And then it says, what is man that you take care of him? It's the signature of God. It's his thumbprint upon us. And he has given us unique fingerprints as a reminder. So when you, when you think about the fact that you have unique fingerprints, mm-hmm. when you think about the fact that your eye has a unique signature, yep. when you think about the fact that amongst the whole uh, earthly creation, we only are able to really truly reason, yes. those are the signatures of God that say to us, don't worry, I've got this. Don't worry, you can move forward in your lives. You cannot let worry overwhelm you. Instead of asking yourself the question, what am I worried about? Ask yourself the question, what am I in motion about? And folks, when we don't know the answer, prayer is motion. 
move forward in prayer. Sometimes you need to wait. But if we do it with a prayerful attitude and a positive attitude toward God and Jesus, then we can still be moving forward in faith. And what are we worried about? Well, really nothing because God has control of it. For Jonathan and Rick, it's Christian Questions. We hope you've enjoyed being with us this morning. We'll be back again next week with another subject. But till then, hey, what do you need to worry for? God's got it. We'll be back next week. But till then, think about it.